You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Monday and to your week. A bit of a curveball, the Daily Hammer today, this morning, instead of the Battery Power Podcast, Brad and Scott will be recording tonight into tomorrow morning, but with some significant roster decisions on Sunday, wanted to bring you this latest edition of the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, Here's the latest from Atlanta. And it was a very successful day on the field for the Braves as Spencer Strider put together yet another excellent outing. Both Austin Riley and Eddie Rosario went deep. We'll cover that a little bit later on in the episode. But once again, as it was the case for many Major League Baseball teams across uh, the, the baseball on Sunday, the Braves made a few decisions that took them so, you know, several significant steps closer to finalizing what their not only opening day roster will look like to start the season, but also how their pitching staff will really round into form as we go through the first week of the season. Of course, the significant, you know, n- n- announcements that I'm referring to are the fact that, you know, we had talked about when it came to the Braves' fifth starter spot and really finalizing the Braves' rotation. The expectation was was that it was going to be the fifth starter spot that was really going to be the focus for the Braves' rotation going into spring training. But rough starts to the spring for Bryce Elder and Ian Anderson led to both of them being optioned to AAA in the middle of spring training. Of minor ailments to both Kyle Wright and Michael Soroka delayed their starts to spring training. As a result, the Braves are going to give both of them a bit of extra time to really find their groove and be in a reliable spot before either of them join the rotation. So as a result, one of the biggest storylines that evolved as spring training went along was what looked like a battle for the fifth starter spot between rookies Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster. Unexpected sources for the Braves, but two sources that both had great springs. When actuality, both Dodd and Schuster will make appearances for Atlanta within the first five games of the season. That is correct. The Braves let both Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd know that while both of them won't necessarily be on the opening day roster itself, both rookie pitchers will make their major league debuts within the first week of the season for the Braves. Justin 
Toscano of uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He, he put it out there as far as what it may look like as far as the projected rotation for the Braves, at least their first time through, through the first five games of the season. It looks like that it'll be Max Reed on opening day. Then the Braves will have an off day on March 31st. Following that, it will be Spencer Strider and then Jared Schuster to round out the three-game series against Washington. And then it'll be Charlie Morton in game one against St. Louis and then Dylan Dodd in the second game of the second series of the season against the Cardinals. So for the first five games, it'll be Freed, Strider, Max Freed, Spencer Strider, uh, uh, Jared Schuster, and then Charlie Morton and Dylan Dodd. So certainly, like, like we've seen in a few instances for this Braves roster so far in spring training, certainly not was what not what was expected when it came to how the rotation looked to start the season, but it is going to be a bit exciting to see both Dodd and Schuster get the ball for their Major League debuts within the first five games of the season. Of course, the other announcement was that the Braves finalized, you know, the last few spots in their bullpen. Of course, last week it was announced that Rysel Iglesias would start the season on the injured list with um, a bit of an, a bit of an issue with his shoulder. Um, he should be coming up over the next few days to where he may be able to start baseball activity again after a seven-day shutdown. So his injury status will certainly be something to watch as we go into the start of the season. But to round out the bullpen, both Nick Anderson, who had been optioned to AAA last week, and Michael Tonkin, an unexpected uh, addition to the opening day roster, both Michael Tonkin and Nick Anderson will make the opening day bullpen for the Braves to round out the bullpen as the Braves go through the first few games of the season. So, as mentioned, both Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd will make their first appearances of the season in Atlanta. Both Nick Anderson and Michael Tonkin will round out the bullpen. Now, not all four players will be on the opening day roster more than likely to start the season. As a matter, You'll see more roster adjustments, and as a matter of fact, before Dodd makes his start, which likely will be on April 4th, you may even see that it's Michael Tonkin who's removed from the 40-man roster to allow for Dodd to be added to take the mound in the Braves' fifth game of the season. So still some roster adjustments to be made, but it does appear that the Braves, at least for the start of the season, are going to be relying on several new and unexpected sources you know, to help stabilize the rotation coming out of spring training. So so what does this all mean? Well, it what it means is is that the Braves once again are, are having, you know, to deal, they're having to manage their way through, you know, unexpectedly seeing what they had hoped would work out not necessarily be the case. You know, the starting, you know, rotation for the Braves coming into the season will now be Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Jared Schuster, Charlie Morton, and Dylan Dodd. What that means is is that Perhaps there's going to be even more focus on Gwinnett's starting staff than there will be Atlanta's to begin the season. But all joking aside, what this does mean is that there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Gwinnett to he see how some of the Braves pitchers who they thought they could rely on at the start of the season ramp up to get themselves to that point to where they could be a part of the rotation. Of course, we're talking about Michael Soroka and Kyle Wright working their way back from injury, but also Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder working their way towards consistency 
to where they'll be able to put together a string of good starts, and perhaps Elder or Anderson could eventually be options for the rotation as well. So while Dodd and Schuster will be in the starting rotation to start the season, that may not necessarily be the case. And just to be completely honest, the Braves probably would prefer for it not to be, because when you're starting to talk about Michael Soroka, Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, there's just more established talent among those arms than there is Dodd or Schuster as of right now, not saying Dodder Schuster couldn't turn into a good surprise, could not turn into a reliable starter in time, but you know for the Braves, their focus and their hope is going to be for their most talented arms to eventually be in the rotation and great starts in Gwinnett for Soroka, Wright, Anderson, and Elder. That would allow for the Braves to start to have options that they could utilize as we go work our way through April and through May. Because that's the other thing that, that the Braves are, are really hoping changes about the 2023 season. Obviously, when you look back at the previous three full seasons, 2019, 2021, and 2022, the Braves finished 2019 with 97 wins. They won the World Series in 2021. They had 100 plus wins in 2022 for the first time in a full season in nearly two decades. So overall, there's clearly been plenty of success for the Braves when it comes to their regular season play. But another less than ideal trait about this team is that they have very much struggled to start the season. When I say struggled, they very much had slow starts. In 2019, 2021, and 2022, they've had slow starts compared to the rosters that they were able to feature. Now, some injuries, you know, some, some slow starts from individual players, those certainly were contributing factors. But one of the biggest things that stands out is that if you combine the Braves' record through the first 50 games of their past three full seasons, the Braves are two games under 500. And the reason why that is, is because in those time frames, through the first 50 games of 2019, through 2021, and 2022 combined, the Braves pitching staff was 17th in baseball in ERA. The Braves pitching staff over the first 50 games of each of the past three full seasons combined, it had a 4.30 ERA, good for 17th in baseball. So slightly below league average which obviously is not ideal for the talent that the Braves have been able to feature on its pitching staff over the past few full seasons. But if you go from the start of the season to how the Braves have finished the last two-thirds of each of the last three full seasons, the Braves then have the third best record in baseball. And the reason why is because they've had the third best ERA. So, this unexpected start to the season when it comes to the Braves starting rotation with who are going to fill those spots, it may it's it's exciting that you're going to see some young sources of contributions from both Schuster and Dodd. It's going to be exciting to see how they do in their debuts. But for the Braves, they're hoping to get off to a better start when it comes to their pitching staff this season than they've got over the past few full seasons, you know, overall. If the Braves can get that better start from their pitching staff, they can get a better start overall to where they're not going to have to overcome a slow start as time goes on. But while the Braves are hoping to avoid a slow start from their pitching staff and a slow start in the wins column overall, 
there certainly has to be a bit of confidence that the pitching rotation will figure itself out eventually because that's what's consistently been the case in the recent past. So while the Braves are going to be relying on unexpected sources and Dodd and Schuster and Anderson and Tonkin to help stabilize their rotation and bullpen to start the season, the good thing is is that in time, the Braves should start to see some of their more um, higher ceiling arms be able to contribute. Iglesias coming back from injury and hopefully Soroka and Wright and Anderson and others settling in to good pitching performances to where those pitchers can be a part of the starting rotation moving forward. So another day of significant roster news for the Braves. Again, it's going to be exciting to see both Dodd and Schuster make their major league debuts within the first week of the season, but you have to know for the Braves, their hope is to get off to a faster start this year than they've had in previous years, that some of their best arms will get off to great starts at Gwinnett, and then those arms can start to contribute in Atlanta. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If it's true that the Braves are going to be seeing some unexpected sources be relied upon to help stabilize their pitching rotation to start the season, well, then that certainly puts a bit of the spotlight more on the offense as well. Because if the Braves are going to have, you know, less experiences, sources in both the starting rotation and the bullpen than they've had in the past, that could lead to some rough starts. That just naturally is, you know, the byproduct of, you know, for instance, relying on two rookies at the start of the season to, you know, be a part of the starting rotation. So the Braves are definitely going to be looking at what are going to be the best ways for us to be able to get the job done. How are we going to be able to consistently win at the level that we want to to get off to a better start this year than we have in the past, how are we going to be able to do that, especially if our starting rotation and bullpen may have a bit of a rough start to things due to the fact that some unexpected sources are going to be relied upon? Well, the answer to that question is pretty simple. The Braves are going to need to rely on their offense. And of course, as we've talked about many times here on the Daily Hammer, the good thing is, is that the Braves are going to be featuring one of the best offenses once again in baseball going into the 2023 season. But one very exciting an important aspect of this Braves lineup is that perhaps now, more than ever, over the past several years, is that the Braves lineup could be able to offer more natural balance when it comes to balancing hitters on the right side, you know, hitters who bat right-handers versus hitters 
who bat left-handed. When it comes to the Braves, you know, opening day roster, you've got four left-handed hitters this year that are likely going to get the, you know, bulk of playing time at their respective positions throughout the season. That's not something that the Braves have been able to feature for several years. Of course, I'm mentioning Michael Harris II in center field, Matt Olson at first base, Ozzie Albies at second base, and then Eddie Rosario. Now, the thing is, is that though the Braves have not had, you know, this much balance on a lineup card, you know, as they do going into 2023, though they've not had as many as much of a left-handed presence in previous years, they've still done quite well. For instance, last year, when you look at the Braves' production at the plate in terms of left-handed hitters during the regular season, the Braves were near the top of baseball when it came to overall production. Top five in OPS, top five in um, ISO when it came to left-handed hitting production. So when the Braves had left-handers at the plate last year, they did produce. But the Braves were 22nd in baseball when it came to overall plate appearances by left-handed hitters. Because, of course, as we know, with Eddie Rosario going down with his eye injury last year, we know that um, Ozzie Albies went down due to his foot injury. You know, really the main two players, the main two left-handed options for the Braves were Matt Olson and Michael Harris II for much of the season. So though the Braves' left-handed hitters last year did very well, this year, the Braves are hoping that that level of productivity continues, but at a much higher frequency with some of the players that they're going to have available for them on a regular basis. And it's even more encouraging. It's even more exciting when you talk about this natural balance, this more of a left-handed presence in the lineup. It's even more exciting when you look at the fact that each of these players have had very good springs. We've discussed Matt Olson, who has likely worked himself up to being one of the best odds when it comes to 2023 MVP with how hot he's been from spring training the entire time. Over a 1,500 OPS for Matt Olson this spring. But another exciting development is coming off the significant injury from last year. Ozzie Albies had an 1,100 OPS batting left-handed this spring. He typically has been a stronger right-handed hitter than he has a left-handed hitter so far in his career. So to see Ozzie Albies having this success at the plate, coming off of injury from what has naturally been the weaker side in terms of production throughout his career, he's going to be batting left-handed, though, far more than he is right-handed. This is a great sign that hopefully he'll get back to his normal levels of offensive production going into this season. And then, of course, Michael Harris held his own at the plate. It'll be interesting to see, you know, is there going to be a bit of regression? Can he, you know, make adjustments and, and remain, you know, elite offensively when it comes to the plate? But perhaps the biggest development of all, besides Albies, is the fact that Eddie Rosario. Now, Rosario only produced a 556 OPS in spring training for the Braves. But we know in the World Baseball Classic, it seemed like every game, Rosario was either hitting a home run or hitting a shot to the wall. He was making consistent, hard contact during the World Baseball Classic, and that spilled over to the spring training because he just because Rosario went deep in yesterday's spring training game. So really exciting developments for the Braves when it comes to them having a more naturally balanced lineup 
this year than they arguably have had for the past several years. And not only is it more naturally balanced, but you've got some of the Braves' most reliable left-handed options working their way back from injuries, but looking better than they have in quite a while. With Rosario hitting for consistently hitting for power in spring training, Ozzie Albies overall having a great spring training from the left side of the plate, and Matt Olson looking like he could be locked in to having one of the best seasons by a National League first baseman this year. So that is one thing that's really good to see is that if the Braves are going to potentially run into a bit of inconsistency when it comes to their starting rotation and their bullpen until they get back some of their most talented arms to fill in the rotation and the bullpen, the Braves are going to rely heavily on their offense. And yes, the Braves' offense has gotten off to good starts many times over the past few years. But if they can now start to feature left-handed hitting options more than ever before, or at least more than in recent years, and not only that, those left-handed hitting options are going to produce. You've got the Braves lined up to potentially be one of the best teams against right-handed pitching this season once again, and that could be a really, really important factor in the Braves getting off to a good start. So it'll be interesting to see who actually gets off to a really good start in an offense where you naturally could see three top 10 MVP candidates potentially in Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, and Matt Olson. But if the Braves can see their left-handed hitting options all get off to good starts of the season, the Braves could certainly feature the deepest lineup in baseball, and that'll be a great contributing factor for them to be able to win even if the starting rotation and bullpen run into some inconsistencies. So we talk about all the different storylines that have defined spring training for the Braves, but overall the offense has looked very good consistently in spring training. The hope is that carries over to the regular season. My name's Sean Coleman. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find all the great podcast content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, at, and, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content. Again, you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. For Sean Coleman, as well as the Daily Hammer, you'll get the Battery Power Podcast with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman tomorrow on your Braves uh, Battery Power Podcast feed. Make sure you enjoy just mere days away from the 2023 opening, uh, opening day. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.